Well, you know what that means. It's time to expose the money lies. Let's get started. What areas of your business do you find that the most fear shows up? Is it getting on video? Is it speaking to groups? Is it getting on a consult call? What about putting yourself out there on social media? Now, I have plenty of fears and insecurities myself. I'll admit it. And lately, they've been especially heavy. I don't know if it's just the time of the year or or what it is. So the Bible meditation that came on for me today before I recorded this podcast was absolutely perfect for me. (laughs) Don't you think that's really awesome how just the right messages seem to come exactly when you need them? Now, this one was on Matthew 14, 29. And this is where Jesus was walking on the water towards the boat where the disciples were. And they were afraid. They thought he was a ghost, but he told them to not be afraid. And people... Um, Peter told Jesus, if that's you, Jesus, then tell me to come to you. So this is where we pick up verse 29, where Jesus says, come. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. Now it's hard to step out in faith that you're doing the right thing. It's hard to trust your decisions when you could sink, when you could drown in the waves of your circumstances. But how else will you turn your God-inspired vision into reality? If you're not willing to set a step out of the safety of the boat, how will that come to to fruition? You know, maybe the boat isn't really even that safe. Sometimes we put a lot of safety or certainty in things that really aren't that certain. And so those are the kinds of things that we just want to start questioning. So I just keep asking God to show me anything that's holding me back from the vision he's placed on my heart. That vision is to help a million women create a million dollars. Because I feel like if it's important enough for God to assign it to me, then it's important enough for me to keep going. So I keep asking him, reveal any fears, reveal any doubts, insecurities, uncertainty, and replace it with faith and trust that I'm being guided down the perfect path toward freedom. Freedom for me and freedom for the women that come to me stuck in their fears, doubts, insecurities, and uncertainty. Now, I help them keep taking the next step in spite of their fear. I help them find the courage that is already within them that they don't often realize they have. Because that's the hardest part, really, to take the first step, and then the next, and then the next, when you can't really be certain of how everything will turn out. I get it. It is hard. But what are your options, really? Quit? Quitting will definitely create certainty, but is that the certainty that you want to create? What are the possible consequences that you're fearing? What are the things that are actually keeping you stuck, keeping you from taking that next step. You can take the next step in spite of your fear. You don't have to wait for the fear to subside. You can ask, what would I be doing if I wasn't afraid? And you can generate that even for 30 seconds. You can generate pretty much any feeling for even a few seconds. So what would I be doing if I felt certain? Generate that feeling for a few 
for a few seconds, for a minute, and see what would you be doing if you felt that way, if you could be certain that things would turn out. Then step out in faith and courage and do those things. I want to be guided more by faith than by evidence in my business. Peter's faith wavered when he realized what he was doing. He was like, oh my gosh, I'm walking on water. Never in his wildest dreams did he imagine (laughs) that he could do that, right? I can't even fathom what that must have been like. I would like to try that sometime, but I don't know that I would have the courage to do that. And some of you have had some success and you can't believe you're actually doing it. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm actually doing it. And then you shift, like when Peter shifted to focusing on his capabilities or what he wasn't capable of or what he believed he wasn't capable of, he stopped trusting. He stopped having faith. He lost courage and he started to sink. And that's what a lot of us, I mean, I know I've, I've done it. You know, we, we see what we're doing and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm not capable of this. When we focus on what we think we're capable of on our own, we despair and we sink, right? We think, well, I can't, this can't be me that's creating this because this is not something I'm capable of. And so we stop, we get stuck. So maintain your faith when you're unsure by what you are certain of instead of focusing on what you think you're incapable of, instead of focusing on what you feel inadequate or ill-equipped to do. I mean, if you just think about the toddler learning to walk, and I know you've heard this analogy a thousand times, they have no reason to believe that they can do it. They've never done it before, even though they've tried to do it thousands of times. But we know they can, so we keep encouraging them. We keep cheering them on. We keep clapping when they try and fail. Come on, you can do it. This is exactly what I do for my clients. I know in my heart of hearts that they can do it. So I can I keep cheering them on. I keep encouraging them. I keep helping them question their doubts and quiet their fears and question their insecurities and go beyond their inadequacies until they do it. When you have a vision in your mind where you can make a difference in the world or where you can just even make a difference in just one person's world, you can do it. You can turn that vision into reality. You just have to keep going. I would probably have quit before now if not for the vision and guidance that I've received from the Spirit. I feel like this is what I'm assigned to, what I'm appointed to, what I'm anointed for. So I keep listening and I keep taking the next step. Even when I don't clearly see the way. Even when I need to dig really deep for the courage to do it. And if I can do it, I can help you do it. And you can do it too. You probably want to know how. How can I do this, Jill? 
And whether you're taking your very first step on this journey or your 400th or your 4 millionth, there will always be some type of fear, doubt, insecurity, or uncertainty that creeps in. It might be doubt around getting to your first 100K. It might be doubt against, about getting to your first million or just managing whatever it is that you do make right now. It might be doubt or fear around other legal or accounting aspects of your business. It might even be fear and doubt around continuing to deliver faithfully to your clients or not letting the business consume you and take you away from your family. Could be anything. These are all legitimate fears, doubts, insecurities. You are completely normal. So whatever that fear is, it's most likely a fear of scarcity, a fear of not enough or a fear of running out. What if I run out of time, energy? What if I run out of money? What if I run out of ideas? What if I run out of things to say to my audience? What if I can't figure out how to scale the business? What if I run out of passion? You know, I've started things before and then my passion kind of fizzled. What if I'm not smart enough? What if I'm not good enough? What if I don't have what it takes to build a business or to keep it going? I don't want this sacrifice to be a waste. I don't want it to be for nothing. So there's something to be said for following your heart, for following the prompting of the spirit, whatever you like to have lead you in your life or in your business. Now, in the past, I've been really concerned about following the wrong impulse or following the wrong insight, Um, you know, thinking, what if this is not really the spirit prompting me? Maybe this is just a whim. You know, what, what if it's just a whim? You know, the word says the heart is deceptive. I used to worry about this. And so this is kind of how I generally operate. And I have plenty of fear, trepidation, doubt, resistance, lots of resistance. That's pretty common for me and for my clients. But what I did was learned how to deal with that when it comes up. And so what I do when I feel like I'm being led in a certain direction is I fall back partly on my training as a CPA. So as an auditor, I was taught to trust but verify. I was taught a concept of professional skepticism. And what professional skepticism is, is just an attitude that includes a questioning mind where you're alert to conditions that could indicate possible misstatement due to fraud or error. That is intentional error or unintentional error and a critical assessment of audit evidence. In other words, we didn't just blindly trust the evidence. We verified the evidence through multiple sources to see if the evidence we were seeing and the conclusion we were drawing from that evidence made sense based on more than one source. So, the more sources we check, the more comfortable we would become with the conclusion that the evidence was pointing toward, the conclusion that we were drawing about the evidence. And so the materiality or the dollar amount of what we were testing also drove the amount of verification we did. It impacted the number of sources we used and how deeply 
we checked those sources, how closely we verified those sources. Small dollars meant we spent less time verifying, more dollars meant more time verifying. Small dollars, fewer sources, more dollars, more sources. And we didn't look at every single transaction in every single account, right? That would just be too big a burden and we would never get finished. So I kind of think about questioning my leadings, my leanings, if you will, um, or any time that I have fear, insecurity, or uncertainty, kind of like an audit. So the bigger decision, the more sources that I'll verify against. And again, I don't audit or question every thought that causes fear or doubt. Some thoughts, I just take courage and do it anyway. Other thoughts, I might question with more of that professional skepticism. And so if I have a big decision to make, and I'm having fear, doubt, or insecurity, or I may be having confusion or overwhelm around that decision, then I just look to other sources that I can verify with. And so some of those sources might include, um, I can, I can see how it might align with God's word or how it might align with the teachings and commands that I follow. I might also get counsel from a trusted advisor, whether that's um, a fellow believer, whether it's an expert in whatever area that I'm having doubt or confusion in, whatever makes sense for that particular thing, then that's the source that I'll go to. And I might coach myself to question what I'm believing. And so that's part of the professional skepticism that I was talking about, the attitude of a questioning mind a critical assessment of the evidence. I might get coaching on that particular thing because our brain finds evidence of whatever we believe. And that's why that attitude of questioning mine, a critical assessment of evidence is important. The evidence will support whatever we're believing. So I want to consider, can I really trust the evidence without looking for conflicting evidence? So. If I'm believing that building a business is hard and I'm not capable, then I might look for evidence that contradicts that, right? Because my brain is automatically going to find the evidence that supports that. So I want to intentionally look for the evidence that contradicts that belief to, just to give equal airtime to both possibilities, and I may also look to circumstances. And it's not individual circumstances that I'll look at, but really more patterns of events and circumstances that point to a particular path of growth or success for me. So the sources that I rely on are really, you know, I might ask experts, I might ask my peers, I might ask other trusted advisors, I'll question my beliefs. Uh, I may get coaching on it. I may coach myself. I will um, look to the word for alignment with what I believe, with my beliefs, with my values. 
and I'll look at the circumstances. I'll look at patterns of circumstances and events. And I'll also look for clarification and verification from the spirit that I felt like led me in the first place, just to make sure I'm getting the same message over and over again. A lot of times I might sit on it for a couple of days or a couple of weeks to see if I get additional promptings. So those are a lot of the ways that I trust and verify. Those are a lot of the ways that I develop multiple sources to make my decision. And again, the bigger and weightier the decision, probably the more sources you're going to consult. So that's another thing that you can also question. How big a decision is this? How much time do I need to spend on this? How much effort do I need to put in this? Is this, you know, what are the consequences of this decision? Because if it's a decision to go on Facebook Live or not, what are the consequences of that? Do you want to spend a lot of time that on that, that you could be spending making a difference in some way, shape, or form for somebody. So that's something that I also want you to think about as you're dealing and processing these fears, doubts, insecurities, and uncertainties is, you know, how many sources do you need to consult? Do you need to verify this? Can you just step forward in courage and do it anyway? Can you generate an emotion that fuels the actions that you want for the results you want to create without even considering other sources? So those are all things that you can consider in dealing with your fears, doubts, insecurities so that you can make more decisions and take more action and move forward in your business. Everyone, no matter what level they're at, has some degree of doubt and insecurity in some area of their life or business. But I also believe that everyone has the tools to process their fears, their doubts, and their insecurities to be able to trust your decisions so you can keep deciding and keep moving forward, keep taking that next step in your business. Most of the people that I know that are successful have coaches to help them. And I help so many of my own clients with the same issues, whether they're working on growing their business to 100K or whether they're growing their business to a million, I help them build a solid foundation on trust in themselves and the courage to keep taking actions on those decisions. So when you're ready to kick fear, doubt, and insecurity to the curb, I would love to show you what that journey looks like because that's exactly what we work on. I help them question all the fears, doubts, and insecurities that come up for them. And whether it's around money or whether it's around just taking action or whether it's around making decision to take their business to the next level, to in the way that they want to scale, I just help them get really clear on what it is they want and how it is that they want to pursue the next level or the next step in their business. So if you're ready to learn the foundational components of strong 
healthy money mindset so you always make and have enough money in your business, I want you to join my eight-week foundation to master your money mindset group coaching experience, where I'll teach you and coach you on the very same six-step process that I use with my one-on-one clients to help them go from stuck and defeated to clear and capable. Now, I just finished the test group and it was phenomenal. I loved it. I had so much fun. We had so much fun together, right? Detecting the money lies they were believing, like I'm still learning or people won't pay me that price. You know, all the money lies that come up in your business. I've always got to be on my game to have a chance. When I start making money, I'm going to hire a one-on-one coach. Well, what if you stepped out in faith now? What will you get without a coach that you haven't already had access to? What will change that will cause you to start making money without hiring a coach? Now, I thought the same thing. When I start making money, I'm going to hire a one-on-one coach until I realized it wasn't working. So I absolutely love how my client Dorothy stepped out in faith and hired a coach right out of certification. And I know a lot of coaches that have done this. So it's no surprise to me that she's already at multiple six figures now because she was willing to invest in herself and in her vision from the very beginning. Had I been willing to invest right out of certification, I'm certain I would have reached more of my goals and would have reached them much more quickly. So other money lies that I find my clients are believing is people want more love or more money. So I'll never be able to make that kind of money in my niche. I don't know what I need to do to sign more clients. I need to be working more in order to sign more clients. I'm never going to figure this out. I'm never going to make it. I'm not doing this right. I'm probably wasting my time. It's too much. I'll never get it all done. Figure it all out. It's all too much. It's hard to build a business. Money and making money is hard and complicated. So are you believing any of those money lies? They are lies and I can help you see how they're lies. And if you're not believing any of those, I mean, those are all pretty common among my clients and among the 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 test group that I worked with for the last eight weeks. But if you're not believing any of those, I guarantee you there are money beliefs holding you back from more. And if after the first three sessions of this group experience, you don't agree, I'll refund your money. No questions asked. So you really risk nothing. So just go to jillwrightcoaching.com slash more money. More money is a one word to join the group because we get started January 18th, and that's right around the corner. So go ahead and do that. And I look forward to showing you that you are made for more.